Hi, I'm Jack, a third year music student at CATS and a new member of The Spoke. The Spoke is a student-led podcast designed to meet all your CATS-based interests. This week, all things food. So grab a cup of tea from CATS Bar, and if you've just put your socks on, be careful as they're about to be knocked right off again. It's The Spoke. part of college life. But who's responsible for it? How does it get on our plates? And what's the future of cats catering in the COVID era? Later on in the podcast, I'll be interviewing Rob Jonas, Catering and Conferences Director, to talk about this and much more. But first up, do you remember the digital Easter term? One of the ways we connected with each other during the summer of isolation and panic buying was through cat's food. Earlier in the year, the college started a taste of cats, where recipes for your favourite hall dishes were sent out for attempts at recreation at home. We asked you what your favourite hall meal was and how you got on with the cooking. Over to Ellie and Kicker, who will take you through the responses we received. First up on the anonymous Taste of Cats feedback form, we have an anonymous person. (laughs) We're probably going to call them Bread Pit. So their favourite cat's dish was, you probably have guessed it, Herbie Diced Potatoes. So original. Um, (laughs) So they went on in great detail, we really appreciated this, to describe their love of Herbie Diced Potatoes. Herbie Diced Potatoes are perfection. In order to fully understand, one must experience them for themselves, but I will attempt to elucidate their beauty for the uninitiated. First, the flavour. A dash of salt and the essence of herbs tingles your taste buds as they first make contact. Never oily, never dry. Then, the texture. The slight crunch of the golden brown covering of these delightful cubes. You bite through the fried goodness unleashing the secrets inside a heavenly mash of pearly white potato fluffy but not grainy warm but not scalding it's our little piece of paradise at St Catharines and one we cannot live without hashtag Herbie Dice Potatoes for life that was that's quite a description isn't it I remember my first Herbie Dice Potato and I feel like the feeling (laughs) resonated with me the way Anton Ego in Ratatouille felt when he took that bite of Ratatouille and was taken back to his childhood home. Oh. Well, second up, we have a a, a named person. Woo. We have Sean, a fourth year medic. You might actually remember him from the earlier Digital Cats he podcast. He was one of the many very clever people who created cats on Minecraft. And he is, and he has made a return with a review. <laughs> and he he didn't just give us his favorite dish. He also gave us a uh he he also partook in a taste of cats and we've got both reviews here tonight. So the first one is his favorite dish, which is filet mignon with lentils, crisped carrots and watercress. So, his review The pink of the steak's cleanly sliced surfaces is accentuated by the subdued colour scheme of the bed of vegetables. Its tenderness makes the steak knife quite unnecessary. In fact, the fork is sufficient to separate the fibres. Whilst its texture is the highlight of the dish, the minimal seasoning allows the subtle umami notes of both the the meat and the vegetables to shine. 
Okay. And then he went on to describe the dish he attempted at home, which is seared salmon with lemon and parsley risotto. Very successful! Exclamation mark. The risotto was a bit mushy due to my inexperience, but the flavour was on point as I included some homemade chicken stock. Cooking at home and I was able to keep the salmon tender as I prefer to aim for as close to undercooked as possible for fear of overcooking it. Wow. Next up, we have another anonymous form submission. This one, we're calling it Kimchi Kardashian. Oh, so good. (laughs) So, Kimchi Kardashian, they didn't have a favourite cat's dish, but they did attempt to make one of the taste of cat's dishes. The slow roast duck leg and orange sauce. Here's what they had to say. The duck turned out beautifully. Crispy skin and tender meat. Would definitely cook it this way again. However, the orange sauce was a flop. It just tasted of vinegar. <laughs> Not sure if the one and a half cups of white wine vinegar in the recipe is a typo. One and a half cups of white wine That's vinegar. That's quite a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe they went too far. Still, one and a half cups is quite Well, that's all Kimchi Kardashian had to say, though. Short and sweet. Oh, that was beautiful. Right, but then we have an anonymous entry. But we do have our suspicions. He has said that his favourite dish is the Tears of Freshers. Elaborating by describing them as so juicy. Up next, another anonymous Cats member. Sticking with the theme, they'll be known as Leonardo DiCaprio's son. (laughs) Their favourite dish, Leonardo DiCaprio's son, is fish and chips on a Friday. They went, went on to elaborate on their love of this meal and the love of Hall in some detail. The best bit about Hall at Cats is sitting and having a chat with our mates. I can't say I've ever really noticed the food, to be honest, <laughs> which is probably a good sign, <laughs> as it rarely distracted from the conversation. I do love me a good fish and chips on a Friday, though. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, they went on. They said um, they also made a Taste of Cats um, meal, and they made, again, the seared salmon with lemon and parsley risotto. Clearly a favourite. Yeah. I mean, I would probably make that one if... I'd attempted it. Mm. it. Sounds pretty it good. It does sound nice. They said it's pretty good <laughs> and not difficult to make either. Oh, so elaborate. Short and sweet. <laughs> short and sweet. And and the short and sweet comments don't stop there, do they, Ellie? No, <laughs> no because we'll we'll be ending our reviews on an absolute high with Aisha. Her favourite dish is vegan pasta. Wow. And she quoted, or oh, she didn't quote. She said and will quote, "It's just a classic." Wow, that really <laughs> resonates really, with me. I think she's oh. destined to be a food critic. Yeah, <laughs> I think she, like like she has a place in the Guardian's food column. I, there you go. Right. Well, that's it. The end of the reviews. I mean, they were great reviews. Thank you for everyone who submitted, and uh, thank you for those who didn't submit because that's been easier for us to not yeah. have to read them all out. And now, the man behind it all, responsible for both Herbie Diced Potatoes and Hash Browns, and who's been treating us to live-streamed weekly Jip Room cooking demonstrations since the coming of the second lockdown. It's Rob Jonas. So we are outside on a chilly afternoon in Sherlock Court, and I am joined by Cat's Catering and Conference Director, Rob Jonas. Hello Rob, it's great to be speaking with you. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you very much. I uh, really uh, appreciate being asked to do this. Uh, look forward to the questions. Great. So we'd love to start by hearing a bit about you. 
Uh, firstly, for our listeners, what does your role in college involve? So basically, I look after all catering arrangements for college, internal and external. Um, I look after the bar, I look after the wine cellar, I look after the buttery um, hall, um, and I also look after all the conferencing facilities, so the meeting rooms, um, and then all the summer schools and things in the, uh, in the, in the summer. So, yeah, so anything to do with catering and conferencing, uh, I, I tend to look after. Great stuff. So you're the, the man that brings us the food. Um, <laughs> so where were you before coming to CATS, and why did you choose to take on the role here? So uh, the, the job I had before this, I was working at Corpus Christi, just over the road, funnily enough. I was there for five years. Really? Um, uh, previous to that, I spent some time in some hotels and restaurants, London, locally. Um, uh, and also, I spent some time at Gonville Keys as well. So sort of quite an array of, uh, of my job history, if you like. So um, what brought me here? Um, at the time, it was a very interesting uh, job. It was, a, it was a bit of a rebuild at the time. So. Um, I love a challenge. Um, I saw all of the, the great stuff here at Cats, and I thought we could really go places. So, and here I am, literally seven seven years later. I think uh, about three days ago was my anniversary. So, yeah, we've come a long, long way. Uh, I'm really proud of what we've achieved, and yeah, um, we've we've got further to go. Oh, great. Well, uh, you made the right decision with the college. So from a student perspective, we don't have a lot of contact with the chefs themselves and we'd be really interested to know who makes the recipes in hall and how do they choose what to make? What's their creative process? So it's a bit of a, I, li I, like, to, I like to let the chefs have a lot of user imagination quite a bit. So the, the recipes, they tend to be uh, what's on trend, you know, and we'd like to have a mix of what's on trend, but also a lot of classical things that, that students might want to have when they're at home. So things like shepherd's pies or cottage pies and things like that. So. Uh, in terms of recipes, there's basic recipes, but we always allow the chefs that little bit of uh, creative sort of imagination coming into the cooking because um, it allows them to develop as well. So um, at the end of every term, we have a process where we'll sit down with the chefs, see what's been good, what's not been good, and change the menu um, appropriately. Obviously, there's a lot of things in terms of vegan and vegetarian food and plant-based eating at the moment, so you'll see more of that coming along. But yeah, generally, we, I, it's a very open forum to me. I, it's not a dictatorship. I like, I like everybody having input. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Well, I mean, obviously, the, uh, the cat's food is extraordinarily diverse. But here's a big question. Do you know which hall option is the most popular? And is it Hervey Diced Potatoes? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, uh, the question of all questions. Um, it would have to be, I, I would say you're probably right, it is Hervey Diced. However, Hash Browns is a very close second. Mm. Um, and in my experience, um, anything, any, any potato that is fried goes down a tree so uh, another one another one is a seasoned wedge which you'll see uh, quite often as well but oh, yeah, yeah. you are spot on with that uh, with that assumption <laughs> great um, so we'd love to know what opportunity you get to interact with the students obviously we're a lovely cohort at cats but we're also passionate about our food so we're wondering what's the most ridiculous complaint that you've ever received in the catering department well, so in terms of uh, sort of uh, being able to talk to students and uh, and get some feedback, obviously, you know, we speak to JCR presidents and uh, welfare officers and different things like that. So we have reasonably regular contact. I would, uh, at the moment during lockdown um, and this term especially, we've had more than we ever have done. And I think I'm really pleased about that. We've really been able to sort of get a, get a really good relationship going with the students, I feel. so, And it's gone down really well. In terms of the weirdest... <laughs> Uh, oh, there's been some. There's been some very bizarre ones. Um, uh, I, 
can't remember. Oh, you have to. Excuse me. I can't remember the name of it. I had a really weird one where it was um, to do with a chemical in a food, but apparently this chemical's in every living thing. Oh, I can't right. remember what it was. Right. I can't remember the name, but that was the weirdest one. It was absolutely bizarre. You know, put it on a special dietary requirement form. Right. Very, right. very strange. I'll have to try and remember the name, but yeah, it was bizarre. That was the wor- that was the worst one. I think we'd ever. <laughs> we just sat there, completely bemused by it. So. <laughs> but yeah, that's the worst one. All uh, right. Well. Thanks. Oh, that's, uh, it's good to know that the students tend to be a, a net positive. Yeah. Um, but a bit onto the onto the serious stuff now. So the catering department must have had a lot to deal with these past few months with the new COVID restrictions. Could you tell us a bit about the new challenges you've faced and, and what you've been doing to get around them? Yeah, so obviously, you know, our, our work started... Um, Literally, when actually when we went into lockdown, um, you know, in terms of over the summer, uh, we spent a lot of time working on what could we do, what what can we achieve, and how we how we can we provide services to students and fellows and and staff alike and make it feel safe. So you know that process was quite a long one, and it took a long time to get into place. But we we ended up with what we feel is a, a really good offer, and I think compared to some other colleges, we're doing a lot more. We're able to push the boundaries of what we can achieve so making sure students are having you know the the opportunity to go to a formal hall um, making sure that you can come and sit down and get out of your rooms um, you know the cook-alongs and things like that that we put on um, you know the Halloween boxes you know we're we're trying to we're trying as much as we can to make sure that we're trying to offer as many different services to many different people and that's um, on main site and on on the external properties um, it's important to us that we try and the inclusion is, is a big part of what we want to try and achieve so yeah we um, you know I've got a really good team who have got who've got loads of good ideas and who are just you know chomping at the bit if you like to, to try and help students out so um, yeah it's been a very it's been a long process but I, I'm really pleased with what we've been able to offer the students and the fellows and staff in a very safe uh, in a very safe way yeah definitely oh, great well well, I mean, moving moving along slightly from COVID, the uh, the other thing on everyone's mind at the moment is obviously the the environment and the climate. So, we know that catering has been becoming more environmentally friendly for a while now. Could you tell us a little bit about what the department has been doing on this front? Yeah, so we we worked really hard on looking sourcing sort of products that are recyclable, um, and, and which is really difficult actually because you know the the it changes quite readily. Um, the information that comes out so vegware as an example isn't actually that practical um that we, we, we've had a big push on that and actually it needs to be recycled in a certain way so then we've got so then we've gone back to proper recycled plastics uh, not single-use plastics um in terms of the food you know we've got a really good strong infrastructure on uh our companies that we use and we make sure that they 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 follow our very strict guidelines and what we what we want to achieve so we so local food, making red, red tractor certified, it is making sure we follow the MSC guide. You know, the fish that we serve is um, no more than three is a maximum on the one to five list. Um, you know, we, we take part in things like the Chef's Manifesto, which is a global chef's sort of engagement group in terms of, you know, where food comes from, how we support farmers, not just locally, but across the world, uh, making sure they're getting fair pay and things like that. So. I mean, we do a lot of work that probably goes unseen and we don't advertise mm. it enough. But I mean, the guys, especially we've got a procurement manager who is really, really all about environment sustainability. You know, we're looking at how we can reduce our carbon footprints. We have, we put things in place like a digester, 
um, and things like that in the kitchen, which processes the, which is processes all of our waste. So yeah, and moving forward from that with the new kitchen um, and the new catering facilities, we'll hope to build upon that. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's it's really good to know that the department's really working towards a sustainable future. Really good. Now. Um, We've heard rumours of an underground wine cellar. Um, are the rumours true? And if so, what, what scale are we talking? So I can confirm the rumours are true. Uh, we <laughs> do have a, an underground wine cellar. However, yeah, don't get too excited. It's not huge and it's not, it doesn't cover the complete underground of the college. It's, uh, it's, it's smaller compared to some colleges. And basically, uh, we've, we have wine down there that, that the college purchases and, and they lay that down. Uh, so it has it comes into a good drinking window uh, in the future and it's seen as an investment as well so and those that those wines are used for college dinners uh, and things like that so you know it's there don't get too excited it's not huge uh, oh. so don't go don't go raiding it just yet that's a shame i was picturing all of main course and <laughs> underneath oh, yeah. some kind of labyrinth of wine um Great. Well, we're just looking ahead now, what's in store for catering next term? I mean, most of our listeners will probably have seen the, the giant marquee which has been erected in Main Court. What, what might this mean for catering? Well, it's exciting times for us, you know, uh, with the development uh, the, of the social spaces. You know, um, you know, we've got a very bright future ahead of us. You know, we've got uh, we can have a fantastic new kitchen, the facilities, um, and obviously, you know, moving forward next term, we'd like to think that once we we're out of this sort of this pandemic or moving out of it you know life will go back to the how it was even in the temporary facility so you know college services will run exactly the same um you know you'll have the formal halls it's the same size as the current hall um and we'll be offering the exactly the same food in exactly the same way that's the way we've planned it and we tried it we tried to make it so that there's very little change for students and you know they will have the same experience but you know moving forward from there i mean we have really exciting times with the new hall and the new kitchens and the extra sort of rooms that we're going to have you know the chefs are excited about the equipment that's coming in the food that we can cook so um, we're going to be able to diversify even more than what we're doing now um, and I, I think the offer will be even broader so yeah so watch this space um so it's, it's a very exciting time great stuff thank you so we've got a couple of final questions for you firstly a hotly contested question is what's your favorite way the cat's hall has ever cooked a potato oh well i think you know i'm i'm, I'm quite a classical kind of guy really so i think for, in, from a cafeteria point of view uh, there was a few years ago we changed to doing fresh chips now i know a lot of places will just use frozen ones to go straight in the fry we don't uh, our chips we we blanch um, and then we free fry um, and for me, they're fantastic. You know, they're like a proper chip shop chip. They taste really good. Uh, they crunch. Everything with it's fantastic. Now, with a formal hall, it's slightly different. So, if I was to say with a formal, I have a couple of options. So, I'm very, I'm a lover of dough from our potatoes. I mean, they're fantastic, uh, creamy, indulgent, rich, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the other one's called a fondant potato. Now, a fondant potato, if you cook it properly, is cooked purely in butter. Um, you right. can't get any more indulgent. It's like the most luxurious version of a roast potato you can have. So, um, yeah, if you start talking, I can start talking about potatoes. I'll be yeah, here all day. Yeah. So, but those Making are my. Really want potatoes now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're, they're my offerings. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, they're very indulgent and yeah, I'm not going to say they're healthy at all. Right. No. Great. Well, that's that's the straight answer from the catering director there. Um, so thanks. And then the final question um, is. 
question which we ask everyone um, who features on the podcast, which is what three words would you use to describe your time at Cats? Wow. Uh, three words. Um, exciting. Uh, intimidating. Um, and revolutionary, actually. Hmm. Oh, great. Exciting, intimidating, and revolutionary. Yes. Great uh, stuff. Yeah, revolutionary if you do wonder why. I think yeah. CATS is one of the most forward-thinking colleges in Cambridge, I think. From my perspective, I've worked in a few. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah it pushes the boundaries of what can, what can be achieved, which I think is an exciting thing to do. Mm, definitely. Well, great. Thank you so much for your time. It's been really great learning more about the, well, the edible side of CATS <laughs> life. Um, thank you for speaking with me today. <laughs> it's been my pleasure, and thank you very much again. This episode of The Spoke was produced and edited by Robert Sizer, Jack Stebbing, Ellie Gregson, and Katerina Dixon. The music was written by Alex Wallace and recorded by the Cats Chapel Choir. And the artwork was created by Katerina Dixon. Finally, thank you to College for funding the project. We've enjoyed speaking with you today. See you again soon. <laughs>